0: Perak Bay's Mishnah Ches. The previous Mishnah presented three lenient rulings of Rabbi Liel, which were disputed by the other Chachamim. Our Mishnah presents three lenient rulings from the Tanah Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, which were also disputed by the other Chachamim. The Mishnah states, Shlosha Dvarim Rabbi Elazar ben There were three things that Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah permitted, which their Rabbanan prohibited. The first of these rulings pertains to the Halach of Shvitas behemta, which means the Jew may not have his animal do melacha on Shabbos. As stated in the Pasuk, it says, Leman nuach shorcha vachamurecha. said, your ox, your donkey shall rest. You can't have your animal do melacha on Shabbos. And thus, it's forbidden for a Jew to have his animal carry a load from a private domain to public domain, for that would be an act of having his animal perform the malacha of hotza, of carrying from one domain to another, or it's also violated if he carries it within the public domain for at least four amos. And there's a whole chapter in Masech the Shabbos which discusses the question of what constitutes a load the animal's carrying versus what would we consider part of the animal's apparel. Obviously if it's you know, the animal's your clothing, so to speak, that's not an act of carrying, just like a person is allowed to wear clothing out into the public domain of Shabbos that's a part of himself. It's not a burden that he's carrying. So the mission states that in this first ruling of Belazar ben Azariya weighed in on one of the cases that we discuss in Sachla Shabbos there, and that is the mission reports that Paraso beretzua Shabin karnal his cows, it sounds like literally a ben Azaria's personal cow would go out on Shabbos, you know, from the private domain to the public domain with a kind of decorative ribbon between its horns. Now, the Gemara in Shabbos explains that the Mishnah doesn't literally mean that Abelazah ben Azariah had his cow go out with this. Rather, his neighbor would do so, and he wouldn't protest, which is tantamount to him doing it himself. If he held it was wrong, he surely would have protested. And so the point is that in Abelazah ben Azariah's opinion, animal which goes out to Rishav Sarab and wearing this decorative ribbon between its horns is not considered to be carrying. Rather, this is a legitimate part of its apparel. It's just a decorative thing. It's for aesthetic purposes. True, it's not you know protecting it or it doesn't need it to control the animal. But this too constitutes something that's part of the animal's apparel and therefore this doesn't pose an issue of Shavis'ah's behemta, the fact that a Jew has his animal wearing this out into Rishav Sarab, Shabbos. But the other sages disagreed. They held that this ribbon between the horns cannot be considered part of the animal's apparel, either because, the Chum's opinion, this is an unusual thing, and most people wouldn't put such a ribbon there, or it could be they hold that we never consider something part of an animal's apparel if it's strictly there for aesthetic purposes. So in any case, the Chum's opinion is that this uh, ribbon thing is deemed a masa, a burden rather than a malbush, rather than a piece of the animal's apparel, and therefore a Jew may not allow his animal to go out wearing this on Shabbos. And Beelazah azaria's second lenient ruling was that we may curry an animal and clean its coat by well, scraping, scratching with even a metal comb on Yomtev, or Shabbos for that matter, the point here is that this isn't forbidden on grounds that there's a possibility that the teeth of this metal comb might prick the animal and draw blood. Drawing blood, of course, is a malacha. But Rebbelaz bin Azaria ruled that the mere fact that there's a possibility that what this person is doing may produce a malacha result is not a reason to forbid the act. And this is the dispensation called which simply says that if a person is doing action A which is permitted. But action B, which is forbidden, may result from action A. The luck is that as long as he doesn't intend for that forbidden action B, he may go ahead and do it. If forbidden action B would inevitably occur, that would be something else. But that's not the case here. It's not inevitable that this is going to draw blood. Therefore, it's permitted. And this ruling is in accordance with the Taner Rebbe Shimon. But the Chachamim... Disagreed with this ruling of Rabbi Lazar bin Azari as well, for they held like Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that Davr She'in and is awesome, even where he doesn't intend for that forbidden action B, and nevertheless it's forbidden to engage in action A if that may result in forbidden action B. The Halach is in accordance with the lenient opinion of Rabbi Shimon, and so Rabbi Lazar bin Azari in this case, and Rabbi Lazar ben Azari's third lenient ruling that, ruled that we are allowed on Yom Tev to grind peppercorns in the small grinders designed specifically for that purpose. Take your, your pepper grinder, put the pilpalin in there, and grind it up into black pepper. From Elizabeth Benazari's opinion, even though in some instances the malach of grinding is forbidden on Yom Tev, but not in this case, where it's being done on a small scale, with a household utensil. This is going to be completely permitted on Yom And In and opinion, you don't have to employ any shinoi, you don't have to do it in a different way. It's simply permitted. But here, too, the Chacham disagreed and said that you can't use a regular pepper grinder on Yom Tev. There are different opinions as to why exactly the Chacham are stringent, either because of an idea called uvdin Dechol, that it's considered an activity that's too weekdayish to permit Yamtivs, that would be a, a rabbinic prohibition. Some say that, in the Rabbin's opinion, this is considered full-fledged grinding, meaning prohibited on the biblical level. So in any case, you know, practically it's going to be forbidden, that's how we rule, but uh, one may grind the peppercorns in a mortar and pestle, subject to the rules that we learned in Parakalif Mishnah Zion. Now, more on the issue of using a curry comb to you know, clean animals' coat on Shabbos or Yom Tev. We learned above that the Chachamim rule like the Taner of Yehuda, who says that Davar She'en Amashchavin is Aser, and thus even if the person's intention is only to clean the animal's coat, doesn't want to draw blood, being that that is a possibility, occurring in an animal with a metal comb is going to be forbidden. Now, here on forth, the Mishnah presumes the stringent opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. The Mishnah presents a dispute, in which Rabihud himself is a participant as to whether we would permit occurring an animal with a wooden comb. Misha says, Rabihud Omer, Rabihud said, unsurprisingly, that, We may not use a metal comb to curry an animal on yamtiv, certainly not on Shabbos, because of the possibility that one of the sharp metal teeth of the comb will make a wound or draw blood. Forgetting Remuda's opinion, Davershain is forbidden. Avol Mikartzfin but we may be Mikartzfin, which is a special verb that we use to describe currying with a wooden comb. You say Mikardin if you're doing it with a metal comb, you say Mekartzvin if you're doing it with a wooden comb. He says using a wooden comb is fine because that for sure will not make a wound in the animal. However, Vachumim Omrem Khamsei Aflo we may neither curry with a metal comb nor with a wooden comb, even though a wooden comb is not going to draw blood. If we would permit that, people might think a metal comb is also fine. Interestingly, the Shulchan Aruch rules that you could do curry with a wooden comb, but you can't curry with a metal comb. Even though we mentioned above, we rule like a that that it there's an intent for the forbidden result it's permitted, the Shulchan Aruch says, that, at least in the case of the metal combs of his time, that it's deemed a psychratia. That is, our assessment is it's inevitable, basically, that blood will be drawn with the metal one, therefore using that type is going to be forbidden.